Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Okay, so today for going forward, I want to hone in on the phrase at the start of the chapter that Bron read, which is, our purpose is to please God, not people. He alone examines the motives of our hearts. You know, that's a pretty liberating place to live from, don't you think? But can take a bit of a journey to get there. Has anyone found that? Please say yes. Okay, good. (laughs) I'm worried. Um, Because I think we all, to some degree, crave approval. Whether we're posting on Instagram or hoping for a promotion or wanting to be acknowledged and recognized, we're ultimately looking for someone to approve and accept us. I think that that's a basic human wiring, right? Seeking approval can lead us to ask questions about ourselves like, am I good enough? Do I have what it takes? takes. Will anyone like me if they know the real me? (laughs) We seek approval from others. It's something that I think a lot of us do. And I want to say to you today that you don't have to look for the approval of others because you're actually already approved by God. We are already approved by God. So we actually need to shift the focus of our thinking. Instead of living for the approval of others, we can actually live from the approval of God. And I know that that's how I want to, I want to live it. I'm going to get it wrong along the way, but that's what I'm aiming for. Because at the end of the day, it's easy to say, right? It's a little bit easy to say. It sounds good. It's easy to affirm. Um, but because God's speaking doesn't feel like a regular occurrence, although maybe a little bit more if you were at yesterday's session. <laughs> um, you know, he, can, he, can, he can't personally hand over the pay rise, right? He, um, he often encourages us via other people. So we are tempted to continue to look to people for our affirmation, acceptance and approval, even when we're actually trying to search for God's approval. And so that can get a little bit muddy, but Paul, he had this down. He had it down. He, um, in the in his letter to the Galatians in chapter one, verse 10 said, obviously I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. So in that phrase, he gives us a key because he says that that there can only be one goal. A dual goal won't work here. You have to choose. Will I serve Christ or will I please people? Which direction will I go? Because often they're going to go in different directions. He reiterates it in Romans 12 too. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You can't do both. Darn it. (laughs) You have to let one go in order to lay hold of the other because, again, they will often, though not always, be intention. Approval of, fe- of people needs to get sacrificed on the altar of pleasing God. And you know what? It's not a new problem. Don't feel like it's just you. <laughs> um, looking elsewhere for approval, this is something that humanity has dealt with from dot. For example, Peter ended up denying Jesus how many times? 
three times because he cared more about what people would think of him for being a disciple of Jesus than he did about actually being a disciple of Jesus. Moses almost missed his calling because he was so afraid of what people would think of his public speaking. When we are constantly trying to find approval from people, we're missing out on what pleases God. The more we try to gain approval from the world, the less we'll see the approval that God has already bestowed on us. Craig Grishel calls it the disease to please. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good term. Now, approval of God and approval of others doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Just because you serve God does not mean that you never get to please a person, <laughs> okay? It's not mutually exclusive. It is possible to live with both, but it's impossible to try to live for both because at the end of the day, we can't control how others think. Um, if you've lived in the last three years, which I'm assuming everyone in this room has, except maybe Scarlett, um, <laughs> you would know that it's impossible to please everybody. <laughs> right? You wear a mask. Some people think you're considerate. Others think you are conceding to government pressure. You make a choice about how to best cope with COVID and you find out very quickly that the decision that some applaud you for, others will vilify you for. It's impossible <laughs> to please everybody, but you know that you're pleasing God when you live with this attitude that we see in Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So when we concentrate on choices that will appease or please, um, you know, when we're not doing that, when we're not doing that, when we're instead saying, I'm living a life of goodness and peace and joy and listening to God's Holy Spirit, then that's where we want to be. That's, that's where we get our joy. Um, the very next verse says, if you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you. Huh. Yay! <laughs> we do get to do both. <laughs> no. Um, so then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. The approval of others in this case becomes a bonus, but the real win is pleasing God every single time. There is nothing wrong, okay? There is nothing wrong with pleasing people in and of itself. There is nothing wrong with wanting to please your parents. Children, you should. <laughs> You should want to do that inherently every single day. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with wanting to please your spouse or your friends or your neighbours. <laughs> There's nothing inherently wrong with that. In fact, if you don't have anything in you that wants to please people, uh, you may be a narcissist or at worst a sociopath and I really would like you to get that checked out. Pleasing people, serving them, loving on them and feeling the same reciprocated to you. That's normal human need and interaction. That's what love often looks like. What this verse is saying, what this passage that we're looking at is saying, is that our purpose should be to please God above the rest. Pleasing people should not be something that dominates our actions or our thinking, because when that happens, it turns into dictating our motives. The motive of our heart becomes the driver of our actions and we loop and loop. 
pleasing people should come into submission to that greater motive of pleasing God. So we're not trying to never please another person ever. (laughs) We're trying to put that in submission to God, I want to please you. And knowing the God that we know, ah, he wants you to go please people anyway. It's all good. (laughs) He wants you to love on people. So let me just take a second and I'm actually going to pause here and give you a minute. Don't be uncomfortable in the silence. It's going to be short, I promise. I'll start speaking again. But where are you currently trying to win the approval of others? And where is, um, or where is that drive dominating your thinking or your motives? So just take a second. Self-assess. You know, whatever it looks like for you, develop, we need to develop a game plan to beat the approval trap. Because that's what is, it's actually referred to in Proverbs, a trap that will ensnare you. We see it in um, chapter 29, verse 25, fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. Being consumed by what people say about you does a few things and none of them are so great. Number one, it causes you to miss God's purpose for your life. If you are always worried about what others think you should be, how you should act, what you should become, what people will think, then you will actually muddy the water of what God has in mind for you and is trying to talk to you about. Because it might look different to people's expectations. It often does, right? His ways are higher. His thoughts are better. Now, this might be what your, fa- what your family thinks you should do for a living or how you should be educated. It might look like peer pressure at school or at work to join in with whatever everyone else is doing. To put God first in some of those situations, I know it's hard. It's tough. And you might end up feeling a little bit on the edge and alone because of it. But if you trade the short-term comfort of pleasing the people you were with, you might be trading a bigger picture that God had in mind for you that you'll never get to see or that you delay seeing because of that. That's not a trade I'm willing to make. Our purpose is to please God, not people. Our purpose. And number two, it can have an impact on our faith. When we make God really big, people and their opinions become really small, right? Um, But when we make people really big, um, like two people can't live up there, right? And so it diminishes our faith because we're giving to people what belongs to God. We give people authority that should belong to God. We We give them influence that should belong to God. Don't give to people what God deserves to have. Who am I going to trust or believe more, people or God? Who do I have more faith in, people or God? Number three, it causes hypocrisy in our lives. None of us want to be a hypocrite, right? Because when we live to please people and we know more than one person, (laughs) yeah, then we're trying to please people who don't necessarily share the same expectations of us. (laughs) And, uh, And, you know, if I was trying to please Bron and I was trying to please Phoebe and I was trying to please die all at the same time, I would need to be a chameleon. I would find myself not being the same authentic person in every room. And that's just plain exhausting, if not anything else. And heaven help me if they're ever in the same room. <laughs> Which mask should I be wearing in front of this person? You know, Integrity is more important than popularity. 
God wants you, he wants you to be freed up actually to be the person he's created you to be. So by pleasing him rather than people, you just get to live in your identity. And that's a pretty cool place to be. Number four, it muffles our testimony. It muffles our testimony. If our motive is to please people, the desire to fit in can make us keep quiet. Um, It was getting closer to the end of Jesus' ministry on earth and many people were believing in him. And yet, if we listen to John, he says, many people did believe in him, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than the praise of God. You know, these Jewish leaders, they could have had the ability to turn the tide but they would not lay down their popularity or their prestige or any of it for the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Don't let people's opinion of you, which by the way, you don't ever really know, right? So your guess of people's opinion of you, don't let their opinion of you keep you quiet and make you lose the voice that God has given you. What a tragedy, actual tragedy, if your assumptions of people's responses to what you say is going to keep you from sharing the love of God with them. What cost to them is that? Don't let it muffle your testimony. And finally, it makes you forget what you know God knows about you. Things such as John 1.12, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. You're a child of God. 1 Peter 2.9, but you are not like that for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God for he called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. This is what's true about us, these things. Let's focus today on what he's asked us to do and the ways in which he's equipped us to do it and forget about what people might or might not think or at least right size it next to what God thinks. This is what made Paul so dangerous. How do you stop someone who doesn't care what people think, say, or do because he is so focused and motivated by what God thinks, says, and does? I want to be that dangerous. I know there's a lot of dangerous people in this room. (laughs) Um, So let me pray for you. Um, Let me pray for you right now. I want to pray for our identity. I I want to lay it down. Father God, Father God, you have created us all individually. Lord, you've created us beautifully. You've called us a masterpiece. Father, I I pray that we would, that voice that tells us that, that truth would be louder than any other voice in our life. God, that we would be able to right size you, that we would be able to seek to please you and lay down um, the temptation to please others when it doesn't line up with what you're saying. God, let our identities be found in you always. God, if we want to lay it down, <clears throat> we want to lay it down. We want to acknowledge that you approve us, that you approve us, God. The people don't have the authority to do that. So we give ourselves over to you again in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done, destiny to be pursued and people to be reached. So what's your next step? To find out, head over to thechapelcollective.com.au And thanks again for listening.